ferociously entertaining, a dazzling escape. Wow. It's the My Michelle Live podcast. My, 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 my Michelle Live. Yes, it is, and I'm your Michelle, I guess. <laughs> I'm here with the one and only Adam Holtz. This is Adam Holtz. And I guess I'm your Adam, so... That's, that's right. Bring it on. Uh, <laughs> d- today we are looking at entertainment news and some movie reviews. What's worth a see and what can we save you from? And yes, I'm telling you, there is nothing worse than going and watching a film and going, I will never get those two hours back. Before we oh get into some of the reviews, let's get into the news. Entertainment news. Well, Adam, <clears throat> this kind of leads into some of the issues that we're going to be talking about today, and it really is about uh, America having a blind spot. Uh, we talk a lot about hate. We talk about uh, hate groups, uh, but only from one side, and it, it really messes with uh, the truth, we'll just say. And here's the example. Yeah. The View host Joy Behar was forced to apologize uh, this week for a statement she made on the show the previous day. I will let you watch this. This was her apology. Uh, Joy, you want to clarify Oh, yes, I have to clarify something I said yesterday. I want to correct something um, I said on air when I stated that people of praise had been deemed a hate group. I just got them mixed up with another group. Ah. It was in... What other group? People of praise. (laughs) They're a hate group. They've been deemed a hate group. People of praise, by the way, they're a network of open... a, A network that's open to any baptized Christian who affirms the uh, that the the creed we believe in one god we believe we believe in you know father son holy spirit we believe jesus god you know the Nicene creed uh, that's uh-huh. that and you know I, i'm i'm not sure adam which hate group she got them mixed up with oh, no, i got them I, mixed up with one of those other christian hate groups what i confess that i um, i couldn't hear her audio so i'm not sure what the substance of her apology was so. i am sorry you know what I, and maybe the audience could uh, you want to clarify? Oh, yes, I have to clarify something okay. I said yesterday. I want to correct something um, I said on air when I stated that people of praise had been deemed a hate group. I just got them mixed up with another group. Ah. I, <laughs> <laughs> I just got those people of praise mixed up with another group. I'm like, oh, what man. the heck? And as I was saying, uh, people of praise is a network of, that's open to any baptized Christian right. who affirms the Nicene Creed. You know, we believe in Father, Son, Holy Spirit, one God, uh, right. blah, blah, blah. Um, sorry, I don't mean to blah, blah, blah the creed. It's a good one. But <laughs> you I mean, just blah, blah, blah the Nicene Creed. I did. really oh you know those people of praise i got them mixed up with you know other other praise groups i don't know other other of those other hate jesus hate groups um that's that's uh playing a lot in some of the news stories of the week and they hits kind of close to home to you on a couple of fronts first of all uh the nightclub shooting is like a stone's throw from where you are right now. Your home. Yeah, it's it's uh, about four blocks from our house. I mean, it, it literally is right behind the Walgreens that we use for you know 
everything you need a Walgreens for. <laughs> I'm there practically every day. And um, so I think it, it has been obviously an incredible tragedy, this, this shooting. I mean, anytime you have a mass shooting, uh, it's a tragedy, full stop. You know, it's indefensible. Um, and, but to see it unfold in your neighborhood, you know, where it's your home, it's not even just your town, it's like practically across the street. Um, so it makes it very, wife, very real, not just beyond tragic, it makes yeah. it uh, very personal, I can yeah. imagine. But hey, Michelle, yes, can I interrupt you for just a second for something? far less significant and then we'll keep going yes <laughs> i gotta go let my dog out i'll be right back <laughs> here's the question now we know the answer to that question who let the dog out it is actually adam holtz now if you're watching live uh adam will be back in a moment if I'm, not, I'm back. I'm yeah back. see I'm back. it was it was simple if you're watching live you get to see the behind the scenes. If you're not watching live, you don't even know the, the chaos that happens in the real world. Oh, Adam, is, we were talking about the shooting. Yeah. Uh, you, you know that nationally the story was up front, everyone talking about it, but suddenly yeah. it jumped off the radar. And that's yeah. when a bit of information came out that the yeah. shooter was not uh, from the church down the road. He wasn't someone from Focus on the Family, <laughs> who's, no. by the way, there was a, a, a nasty blood-written uh, message on your sign that said, their blood is on your hands. And yet, yeah. the shooter identified as non-binary so he was part of the lgbtq xyz alphabet commu community and uh went by the pronouns they which sounds schizophrenic to me and and so this wasn't really part of the narrative that no. the media was trying to spin the hate that the and division that they're trying to talk about I yeah. wanted to talk a little bit about that because a it hits ho close to home to you, and the yeah. idea of being transphobic or homophobic, uh, and yet those people who painted the sign uh, there at Focus on the Family, who's your your parent company, were they Christophobic? No, I mean I think that's the question, and I think I think my desire, and I think people that I work with, I think our desire is to be able to have honest conversation with people who may have really different opinions and beliefs, right? And our, our holding to a traditional perspective on marriage and sexuality is a conviction that's born of our faith. I'm fine if somebody disagrees with that. And you can even disagree with it vehemently, and we can have a conversation about how much a given group of people's faith should influence public policy. Like that's an important conversation, right? Well put. Well I wish put. that we could. I wish that we could have that conversation without it being emotionally loaded up with with hate. You, know, you, hate that, you hate people. You hate people. Focus well, on the family is being accused not only of being 
homophobic, transphobic, LGBTQ phobic, but also hating on single mothers because because uh, as as people of faith or pe- even people without faith who hold to traditional values say, you know, really having a mom and a dad and a solid, right. healthy relationship uh, brings a better outcome for children. Plain and well, simple. Well, it does. And there's, there's sociological data that is not partisan data. It's not somebody's opinion. It's scientific fact that if you do three things, if you graduate from high school and you get married before you have children, maybe that's even two things, your the the percentage of people who are in poverty dips completely like and that's and it's a it's a sociological reality that when when we do things in a traditional way it creates safety and security for children and that i'm not going to suggest that there aren't abusive families and abusive moms no. and abusive dads out there we all know that there are bad or eggs but families in general, that are outside of that sure. tradition who raise oh. great kids and who are wonderful exactly. people. And I want to say this for our listening audience, because you can be victim victimized by narratives that are out there to manipulate you. And I'm going to tell you from a faith-based girl's point of view, I don't care who you sleep with. I don't care who you love. I don't care who you want to spend the rest of your life with. And I don't care if you identify as a lamppost you're welcome at my place. Come on over. Come on into the church. And you can However, have dessert at my place afterwards. <laughs> However, I don't expect me to bend my gospel around your beliefs. This is who I am. The Bible gives a, a, a clear understanding of what marriage really is. You want to have a, a relationship. You want to have a commitment. Okay, that's that's cool. However, marriage was designed by God. He gets to say what it is. And if I disagree with you, it doesn't mean I don't love you. I'm not afraid of you. I'm just saying I believe how I believe. And as this, I I use that phrase again, Adam, that you tossed around while we were uh, waiting for the show to start. Are people Christophobic? Because you're afraid of of a a little girl here with faith. I don't know, but I will tell you, we have a lot of stories that center around this issue today. Candace Cameron Burr uh, has made a statement this week that says, you know what? I want to make Christ centric movies with depth at great American family. And I have loved watching great American family. I really have. Uh, Yeah. But she came under fire recently because people lost her, their minds. They, they have done their best to soft cancel her. I mean, holy cow, the the mainstream media came out swinging because she said she wants to make movies about traditional families. I mean, what where are we at? What planet do we live on? Is that really like that big of a threat? And and good for her for standing her ground because I think the thing is when people come at you it can be hard to stand your ground uh, and you want to, you know, we all, we all want to be accepted. I mean, that's a basic human thing, but, but she's stuck to her guns and I think she's done so in a really gracious way and said, look, 
I love all kinds of people. If you know me, you know I love people. But here are her convictions, you know? So good on her. Good on her. Um, this is where we're starting to see people say, you know what? What people really believe and the the way things really are plays out, strangely enough, Adam, in entertainment. Here's an example. Yep. The theatrical release of the streaming series, um, the chosen which is the life of about the life of jesus it reached the yeah. box office top 10 for the second straight weekend over thanksgiving it outperformed hollywood oscar bait like she said that's huge and this is a a streaming service you could go and stream it for free and yet people are like oh i want to go to the theater and see this what yeah. <laughs> that's huge no, it is huge and i and i think um we can tiptoe into another part of this story. Uh, you know, Disney's latest movie, Strange, Strange World, World. They're on track to lose a hundred million dollars. And probably more than that. That's probably an understated conservative statement. Mm -hmm. That's a conservative assessment. And this is a story that has even more so, I think, than Lightyear earlier this year. It has a very strong pro LGBT character we've got a, we've got a teenager who is out and has kind of a boyfriend in the movie um and it completely tanked and the fun it's not funny haha -ha funny but the interesting thing is hollywood refuses to acknowledge that perhaps perhaps mainstream america isn't interested in that story you know and i suspect there are a lot of people out there who would say, I have no problem with homosexuality, no issue at all, but they still don't necessarily want to pay 15 bucks to go see a story about it. Or they and, don't want their kids being groomed. You well, know? right. Exactly. Exactly. Just I mean, saying, that's, the, that's, um, the, that's the bigger issue. Right? Along with yeah. this story, Adam, the new Disney CEO has kind of backtracked a little bit and said well we're kind of sorry that we started this battle with florida which is a far cry from where the same man was talking a, a couple what a couple of years ago this this is where they're saying okay wait a minute instead of being woke i might need to wake up if i want to save this company because it's going down fast and disney was is is a behemoth of a company and for them to start to backtrack you know there's a problem well, and again, I think that they're, the market votes, right? I mean, everybody is entitled to their opinion on everything, yeah. but the market is saying, we're not interested in this kind of a story. Now you can say, is, is the country homophobic? You know, I mean, what's, if we're taking that sort of woke logic, what do we say here? You know, is everybody, and you know, there was another, uh, gay rom-com recently bros that yeah. bombed too and it was the same kind of Sad. thing they're like well everybody everybody's homophobic i'm like well maybe we just don't we're not interested in that story even though you are great good for you you Go have, watch your story you have maybe now that it's gotten a lot of press uh, the lgbtq lifestyle uh, we're looking at less than three percent of the population um, and probably growing. However, you know, for that, we have a lot 
of uh, screen time. And, you know, even at that, you're just, come on. Um, Disney also, here's something a little interesting. Jodie Benson, you may know her from The Little Mermaid. She's going to start a faith-based animated series that we can talk about, The Wing Feather Saga. It's put out by Angel Studios, right, Adam? It is. That's correct. And it's based on a best-selling um, series of four novels by Andrew Peterson. And if you're like, I've heard that name before. He uh, is a well-known Christian musician and he wrote these books for his kids and now it's being turned into an animated series. So do you have a clip of it? I am just pulling it up now because um, if you didn't realize uh, as a watcher of this program that I haven't been here for a little while, I was on vacation. So I'm kind of slow getting back into <laughs> into into the swing of things. I mean, I was really enjoying a little bit of Mexico, but yeah, let's let's watch the trailer. Here we go. Still got no volume on my end, Michelle. We're missing Dragon Day. I'm coming. What are the rules when you're in town? Stay together, be polite. When things are mad, stay out of sight. We are truly indebted to our brave and magnanimous host. Tink, you can't just run off. Rumor is, Black Carriage took three children last month. When you ran off, I had to leave Lily alone. Lily? Lily? Lily! Where'd she go? The largest crowdfunded series of all times. This actually looks like a lot of fun for kids. It really does. Yeah. I mean, the only caution here is Again, if you have really sensitive kids, anytime you get dragons and stuff, you may have some that are a little frightened by it. But this is a lovely, lovely book series. We've reviewed all the books and we've got our review of the first, I think, maybe just the first episode up because uh, it debuts, I think, this week. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's this is a lovely fantasy. It's it's done by a Christian. It's not explicitly a Christian show, uh, but I think certainly you'll, you'll what's the term that we deemed here? Faith adjacent, faith adjacent. I love that. Um, so a terrific offering. And I, I love that we are seeing more and more legitimate, sophisticated, really artistically well done alternatives to what's being offered in the mainstream marketplace. And I oh, think like, uh, what, what is that one horror movie? Uh, you guys had it, uh, violent night. Oh my gosh. What the heck? Is, can you just tell me what that's about? Cause I am a little curious. That looks horrific. Okay. Well, this is David Harbor who you may know, uh, as Hopper from stranger things. And he is, this is a kind of an odd kettle of fish, Michelle. Um, It's not exactly, it looks like it's just Santa gone crazy, but Santa is at the end of his rope because people are behaving so badly and there's so little goodness in the world 
that he's basically turned into almost a drunk. But he goes <laughs> to visit this one little girl who's still kind of a true believer. And she is, uh, it's a little bit like a really, 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 really dark version of Christmas Chronicles in its own twisted kind of way. She's this really pure-souled girl, and she lives in a rich family who have all sorts of state secrets. And while Santa is visiting her, their house gets invaded by all manner of really bad guys. And Santa goes full Kurt Russell, die hard. It's sort of is Santa plus die hard plus home alone. That's what we have here, okay? <laughs> with, with a dose of, of Kurt Russell's Snake Plissken from Escape from New York thrown in for good measure. My so, goodness gracious. Uh, no, I'm just yeah. saying, you know, that might be uh, adults hanging out, having, you know, having a laugh at Christmas. I don't know. But, you know, I, I, keep, my kids, sure. I keep my kids well, well yeah. away from this. Uh, something else I wanted to bring to your attention that you may not know about my friends, uh, Sight and Sound Theaters. Now, uh, we've reviewed some of their plays and some of the plays that they've uh, recorded uh, as movies over the years. They've been producing extraordinary Broadway-style Bible stage musicals, and they've been doing it for yeah. 40 years, but got a bit shut down during the pandemic. But you can't keep a good company down. They launched yeah. during uh, out of this a brand new sight and sound films company to produce inspiring films based on historical and biblical events like I Heard the Bells. Do you want to watch the trailer? Let's watch the trailer. Let's watch the trailer. Is it Christmas now, Papa? It's not Christmas until we hear the bells. The bells. Hopeful voice of the church. Already enshrined as America's poet, his works have helped shape the national character. He is Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. Smile. Smile. You've written poems that rage against slavery. You've inspired the union with Paul Revere's Ryan. You make a brave soldier. I think so. for my pen to raise unity, not swords. Well, it has raised an army of swords. Mm. I will stand and I will fight. Promise me, you will not let this war take our sons. You have my promise. Well, I think this looks fascinating. Uh, yeah. It's historical. It's interesting. It's based on a true story. Uh, and I have always found hymnology, if you will, or the uh, carolology, the study of Christmas yes. carols and their history. Fascinating because behind every song, there really is a story. That's right. And this one, obviously, I heard the bells is a Christmas carol. It's based on one of Henry Wadsworth Longfellow's poems. And this is really the story of his life. And as, as things start, it is Christmas 1860, and he has a delightful sort of perfect life. And you know when things start with happily ever after that you're going to go backwards from there. And that kind of <laughs> happens. His wife is cooking and her dress catches on fire. We saw just a glimpse of it, and she dies. And his face is horrifically scarred as he tries to save her, which is why he has that thick beard to hide his, his disfiguration. And then one of his sons signs up to go to war in the Civil War. 
and uh, he is wounded, he's not killed. But um, it really is about um, Longfellow's attempt to make sense of loss and tragedy. He he was a person of faith before his wife dies. She sort of got that pillar of faith, you know, as is sometimes true in families, you know, sometimes moms are, are really the absolute pillar of belief in a family. And so he has to sort of make faith his own and, and come to terms with this horrible loss that he has faced and whether he can go on, whether he can keep writing. So if you're interested in that segment of history uh, in Longfellow in where this Christmas Carol came from, uh, I think this is a pretty great alternative this weekend. So uh, is it done well? Yeah, it is done well. I mean, I think Christian movies in general, I think without being a hater, I think that we can agree that there has been a little bit of a production gap in terms of quality. This one is well done. I don't think it's quite perhaps as well done as maybe something like the Chosen series is right now, but I think it uh, it definitely is an engaging story. So, and I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just trying to honestly answer your question. Yeah, uh, I'll say well, it's pretty good aesthetically. And so, I think I think as families we can enjoy it. The lyrics to the song are very pertinent to today. It's not just the, I heard the bells on Christmas day, uh, peace on earth, goodwill towards men in, in the song, it talks about in despair. I bowed my head. There is no peace on earth. I said for hate is strong and mocks the song of peace on earth, goodwill toward men. And so it asks that question. Then it says, then peeled the bells more loud and deep. God is not dead, nor doth he sleep. The wrong shall fail. The right prevail with peace on earth, goodwill to men. Uh, and that's the hope of the Christian faith right there, is that uh, either in this lifetime or in the age to come, and, and oftentimes in this lifetime, you will when when keeping your eyes on Christ, you will see victory, you will see peace, you will see liberty, you will see wrongs righted. And again, if it not in this lifetime, in the age to come. Well, and I think that's the great, one of the great questions and perennial struggles of the faithful is making sense of, of loss. I mean, C.S. Lewis wrote a book called The Problem of Pain. You know, what do we do? What do we do with tragedy? What do we, how does that influence our faith? How does that influence how we see things? And I think that what we have in the Christian faith is an opportunity and an invitation to persevere and to keep believing and to press on. And as you said, I think sometimes we will absolutely see God's bountiful blessing in the land of the living on this side of things. And other times I think there are things that happen that we won't fully have an answer for on this side. Uh, and maybe in some ways, I know that there are people out there who have experienced deep tragedy and loss mm-hmm. and, and it's hard to come but up with any kind of not any senseless. Thought. And that's the exactly. crux of, of exactly. faith 
It's not senseless that these things really do work together for something powerful, for something good. There is no, I'm just suffering and there is no reason for it. And there's no rhyme and it's just evil and it's bad. There is good that comes from it. There are answers to your prayers when you don't see them happening. And that is the glory. And that's the message of, of Christmas hope in the midst of the darkest time of the year, a hope, a hope for tomorrow, a hope for salvation, a a truth that sets us free, that everything that we are experiencing, we're not just floundering around and doing what we feel, which is how we started this program uh, with when we think of uh, doing what I want doing what I feel. This is how I feel things should go. This is what I identify as, but there really is a truth out there. And that truth truly does set us free. And Christmas is a time, especially to not only remember, but maybe discover it for the first time. Amen. Michelle, I think you missed your calling. I think you should be in the pulpit. Because, girl, you're preaching. She's been preaching here. Just saying. Adam, as we look towards uh, getting closer to the holiday, are there some other movies that we can look forward to reviewing in the coming weeks? Not this next week, but two weeks, we've got the biggie. We've got Avatar 2 coming out. And it will be interesting, I think, to see how people respond to it. You know, it's been like 13 or 14 years since the first one was a sensation and uh, what's going to happen. You know, are people going to line up to go see another fable that mostly is, you know, the pure natives versus the evil corporations. I mean, we've seen this message, I think before somewhere. (laughs) Yeah. It was dances with wolves. It was. Yeah. (laughs) It was dances with wolves. And I wonder if we have had the burnout on um, demonization. Uh, and and yeah, it's always I been have. a part of I, I don't have much interest in it. Yeah. Well, it's just saying, you know, we've always had that. You know, there's always a bad guy. It's true. But we've also softened the bad guy. We've taken the yeah. bad guy and we've made movies about, well, see, you can relate to the bad guy. Let's root for the bad guy. And yet we make everyday people the bad guy. What a confusing time we're in. And Hollywood yeah. is not is finding with a lot of loss in their pocketbook that they're not quite getting it right. But somehow, somehow we weird, crazy Christians with not the big budgets and not always the the you know, it's certainly not Oscar worthy productions are making the money and getting it right. What's going on there? Hmm. That's right. Um, Also the week before Christmas, we've got Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. So if you were hoping to hear the cat talking a lot like Antonio Banderas, and I won't do any more than that because I don't want to be accused of cultural appropriation. um, You know, there you go. And there's, there's a ton of Oscar bait stuff coming out like there's a lot of indie stuff but just in terms of of you know the big stuff that is aimed at a wide audience those are definitely two of two of the biggest ones that are coming out and and i was just looking at box office mojo uh which is a site we use to see what's happening and i didn't realize this but um we have a Top Gun being re-released in theaters this weekend. So if you missed it. And I it, bet it's going to go big because that, again, they got again. it right, you know? Yeah. 
Uh, so there's just that. saying, uh, you can go to Plugged In and read all about movies, TVs, shows, uh, YouTube channels, games, books, music. It's all there. Uh, there's some other things that maybe we can talk about in coming weeks. I saw Disenchanted. Yep. I saw Slumberland. Both I enjoyed. Uh, I thought they were they're uh, worth maybe some time with your family. And, and there's more Spirited that we can is t- worth talking about too. Spirited has got some problems, but it's a uh, a pretty interesting take on a Christmas carol. Yeah. So. Again, though, you know, we have to make Christmas a little bit dark. I mean, and a little bit yeah. depressing. Maybe that's the times, but gosh, just like uh, in World War II, especially, you saw a lot of these happy, happy, upbeat <laughs> movies, and they made yeah. lots of money. And the movies that were more realistic and sad and dire, people just were like, I get enough of it in real life. Could you just right. make something happy so yep. uh yeah i'm just saying that you might want to make some uh happy choices this holiday season i have enjoyed great american family it's on all the time if i'm not watching the yep. world cup just saying so there it is there you go and, and my only thought on the world cup is as an american if i watch a game and the score is zero zero at the end i just have to ask the question what just happened you know <laughs> <laughs> so i i'm not fully converted just yet like, uh, yeah a lot of americans are overtime but... can we play till somebody scores <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't i know what is up with america i mean the world cup is only one of the biggest sporting events in the entire planet just saying but that's okay but i love you know, anyway. in Europe, they like burn down cities and stuff when their team loses so i'm mm. like god eh, Maybe you're a little too invested in this. Well, there you go. You can find more at My Michelle Live. You can uh, hook up with Adam and all of the great reviews go a little bit more in depth if you go to PluggedIn.com. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And I'm hoping that this Christmas holiday season that you find the God story in your life. God bless you. Podcast. My Michelle Live, entertainment review. No, that's not what I meant to do. Great out, and then I pressed the wrong button. What's up with that? It's vacation. I joined vacation. I love you. <laughs> More entertainment at mymichellelive.com.